0: In episode 37 of the Violence Design Lab podcast, we're talking about music. Specifically, designing fights that coordinate with musical underscoring. Whether you're literally choreographing beat by beat to the score, or you need to fill a musical interlude with a fight of a specific duration, we'll discuss some of the design challenges and solutions to make your violence play along in harmony. Out swords into work with all! Welcome to the Violence Design Lab podcast. Now here's the mad scientist himself, David Barefoot. Greetings, David here. Designing theatrical violence for live theater since 1992 and the founder and mad scientist of theviolencedesignlab.com, I am your virtual coach and online mentor. I'm here to encourage you to improve your stage combat, to coach you to choreographing better fights, and to train you to tackle the challenges of theatrical violence design. This week, I'm talking about music. Now, a lot of my longtime listeners are violence designers themselves and are quite aware that music playing underneath your fight scenes can really add to the dramatic experience. Music can set the tone of the scene, whether it's an intense and gritty realistic drama, or it's a swashbuckling family-friendly scene with swinging swords and, and flashing steel. But I'm not simply talking this week about music that plays underneath your fights. What I'm talking about is when we have to design our fights to dovetail with music specifically. Now, there's a few examples of how this might come up. It comes up more than you might think. For example, for several years, I have designed the fight between the Mouse King and the Nutcracker in the Nutcracker Ballet for a local dance company. Obviously, in that score there is a specific amount of time given to the fight and specific musical moments, and the dancers, of course, are very used to following the music. In the ballet, music is everything, so you have to follow the the music for the fight in the score. Uh, Other examples, if you're doing many of... uh, popular musicals. For example, if you're doing Oklahoma, uh, they have the Farmer and the Cowman Brawl. Well, you have a specific length of time in the song where the brawl starts and ends and you have to hit your cues. Sometimes you'll have a little bit more leeway. For example, I recently designed the Fights for Narnia, a musical version of C.S. Lewis's The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, and there's about an eight-minute sequence in the music where the final big battle scene is supposed to take place, and it was my job to use all eight minutes to fill with a battle. Designing fights to music, though, has its own unique challenges. First of all, fight choreography is very hard to time. We know that different moves require different tempos and there's no standard duration for a specific move. How long does a sword head cut take? How about a punch? How about when I grab you and throw you onto a table? How long does that take? Well, it's hard to know, especially since, as you probably are aware, fight choreography is learned slowly and only Later on, sometimes quite late in the rehearsal process, is speed typically added. So what that means is we don't have a good way to time how many moves fit how many beats in the music. And that's really difficult to estimate. I'll have some tips on how we can work with that later. But just know that there is no standard time or duration of most of our stage combat moves and we don't add speed till much later in the process than dancers will. Also, fight choreography is much more story-dense than dance choreography. What do I mean by that? Well, each move of a fight sequence is an outgrowth of one or the other character's goals, the obstacles facing them, and their choice of tactics. So every time, for example, I throw a sword strike... I am telling a brief mini-story of my character recognizing an opening in the other person, trying to exploit that opening and that person's response. Now, dance choreography certainly tells stories. I don't mean to say that there is no story in dance choreography. That's not true. But it tells stories usually much more indirectly than stage combat choreography does. Uh, You can do a step ball change in a dance uh, sequence, for example, and that doesn't tell a specific character goal or something they are trying to achieve or a way in which their goal is frustrated. It's simply just a move that looks good. And dance moves can be repeated. For instance, I can do that step ball change one side, then the other side, or I can do a couple of jazz squares, and that doesn't look weird. But if I do the same leg cut, head cut, leg cut, head cut four times in a row, that looks, begins to look a little strange, right? So fight moves are almost never repeated on any kind of a scale, even though dance moves can often have refrains, much like a chorus in a song, that they come back to again and again. And again, that doesn't seem weird for that medium. The other reason that fight choreography is more story-dense than dance choreography is that every person in a fight scene has completely different choreography? Think about that. If I'm fighting Bob, Bob's choreography, while of course it fits in with mine, it is sort of the opposite of mine, it is a, a completely different sequence of moves than I have. And dance choreography, Bob and I might have the same moves in a sort of a, a pas de deux for a few moves. Of course, we can do separate choreography as well, but very often groups or pairs or uh, some uh, portion of the dancers are doing similar choreography. We can't do that in a fight because every character's story is different in a fight. Now, that's one big challenge, the second big challenge. The third big challenge of fight choreography to music is that dancers doing dance choreography, they are naturally tied to and focused on the rhythm of the music. That's just the main thing that guides the entire movement piece for dancers. Fighters, however, are focused on the story, the story of causing harm to the other characters. And if they are also then trying to focus on musical timing, it can be done, and we'll talk about how to do it, but be aware that that's an additional distraction for the actors. Dancers, again, are doing their moves and they're complex and challenging and require attention. Don't get me wrong. Don't hear me say that dance choreography is easy. Fighters have just a different priority uh, listing than dancers do. First of all is safety, not not hitting their partner in the head with a long sword. It's the illusion, making sure that punch reads to everyone in the audience. Of course, they're telling the story of the character, and then if you add, oh, by the way, this punch must land on this beat in the music, it can be done, but it's an additional component to add to fight choreography, something that's not usually there, whereas in dance, it's part and parcel with the choreography. Another thing about Challenges for fights tied to music. You need to be aware that fights that are overtly tied to music, in other words, that the audience can tell this attack happens on this downbeat, etc., etc., they can seem artificial and dancey. Now, that may not be the effect you're going for. I mean, if you're doing West Side Story, and you want that fight to look like dance choreography, great, go for it. And we'll talk about that a bit later, about the artistic things you can do with that. But if you're trying to do a quote-unquote serious fight, and it's tied directly to the music, it can some artificiality can begin to creep into that design that you may not want. So those are just a few of the challenges facing violence designers who are choreographing to music. Another aspect of choreographing to music that doesn't normally come up when we talk about it, but I wanted to address here, is managing expectations of the directors in the show. Directors may ask for that large battle scene in Narnia that that fills that eight-minute underscored section of music, without realizing just how much choreography and subsequently how much rehearsal time they're actually talking about. True story, that that show of Narnia was directed by my wife, and when she gave me an hour and a half to supposedly choreograph 35 kids, ages 8 to 18, to do an eight-minute battle scene, um, she was not terribly happy when I basically laughed at her and said, there's no way I would need And I gave her, I don't know, 10 hours maybe to get to do that much choreography. And of course, she could not give me that much time. So there was a lot of managing expectations that needed to go on. Also, directors will tend to get nervous when your fights are, you know, quote, taking too long or you're running out of music in early rehearsals because your fights are not yet up to speed. This is very common because Uh, with directors who are used to doing musicals their dance choreographer will have given the dance choreography and most in most cases the dance choreography as soon as you learn it you're basically up to speed with it and so they will see their dancers hitting their marks and doing their choreography sure they're still learning and they're they're perfecting uh their groupings and their and their moves specifically but they're basically doing it at full speed fights don't work that way And so directors will often be like, well, you're still running out of time. I'm like, I know, I know. They're not doing it at speed yet. Well, how long will it take? It'll be there. (laughs) So you have to keep managing expectations. Now, the last thing about that is directors may try to give you similar amounts of time that they would give to a dance choreographer to block, um, say, a big battle scene or a melee without realizing that it will take quite a bit longer to give choreography, because again, each fighter has completely different choreography. I can, uh, I have seen dance choreographers block a 12-person group number and be able to give that choreography fairly rapidly, since either all of them or large groups of them are doing the same choreography. So I can teach five or six people to do a set of moves and they learn it, then I can work with the others. If I'm doing a 12-person battle scene, every single fighter has completely different moves. If they are untrained in stage combat or we don't have a shared vocabulary in the weapon style or the, um, the fighting style that we're talking about, it can take an inordinately longer amount of time to teach fight choreography than it does dance choreography. So, with all of these challenges about how hard it is to choreograph to music, the extra things the actors have to do, the way directors don't understand the difference between dance choreography and fight choreography, what do you do? Well, I want to share some tips to be successful choreographing and designing to music. And my first tip is don't panic, okay? Don't worry if you are, quote, running out of music early on. That's normal. That's the way it happens. My suggestion is, in the privacy of your own studio or your living room, try to go through the fights close to speed yourself, even without weapons, to get a general sense of the time. Now, even you will not have the rehearsal time that you would need to bring it up to full speed, but this will give you kind of a general sense of the time. And then, you know what? Trust your gut. If you come close to the music, you're probably fine, and it can be massaged to hit the music exactly if you need to. If you are two minutes long... Then you might have to think about trimming choreography, or if you're you know, a minute and a half early, you might have to add some more. So that's my best advice, is try to go through it yourself as fast as the uh, performance would be, paired with the music and see where you fall, and then just trust your gut. We There's a lot of ways, and I'm going to give you some ways, on how you can manipulate the length of the fight uh, to to hit the music that you need to, but don't worry if in the early rehearsals that the music runs out long before the fight does. That's normal. That's, that's just the way fights work. So, as I just mentioned a, a bit ago, how do you massage how long the fight works? Well, I like to build in what I call adjustment moments. These are moments where the time that it takes to complete the move or to stay in the move is Variable. I like to build in moments of physical clenches and struggles or circling around the, uh, the other fighter to gain advantage or brief chase scenes across the stage. These can help actors have moments of flexible time that they can extend if they are uh, if they are ahead of the music or they can truncate and cut pretty short if they need to catch up. This allows a lot of flexibility to give you it Your actors a time to focus on the music briefly, figure out where they are and where they need to adjust to be in the right place at the right time. Another technique for these adjustment moments, and this is if uh, fighters are in the background uh, rather than featured. I've done a couple uh, podcast episodes on melees specifically, multiple fighters, and we talk. I talk about background fighters and and feature fighters, and and this is a technique for especially if you're working with music and in general for background fighters you can repeat short sequences that 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 can fill if need be that they can repeat the same four or five moves a couple of times and be able to then covertly signal each other okay let's move on to the next beat because now we're where we're supposed to be in the music that's another way that you can build in these sequences and it also has the added benefit of reducing the amount of choreography that you have to give to that big battle scene, and it reduces the rehearsal time needed to train essentially minor parts of the scene where you can focus on your feature fighters. Now, another tip. If you want the actors to play off musical cues, you have to pick big musical cues. Simply saying, like, on the third eight count, do thus and so is doomed to fail. I know dance choreographers do this, but again, their dancers are focused on the music. Your fighters have a lot of things that they have prioritized above focusing on the music, like not hurting their friends with a steel sword. So if you're going to tell actors who are in full-on fight mode and acting fully to play off a musical cue, My experience shows they're going to miss subtle ones like eight counts or this little change. They're going to miss it nearly every time. What you're looking for in the music then are loud percussive hits, big swelling final phrases, or quiet interludes. Uh, Those make much better markers that are easier to recognize when swords and fists and adrenaline uh, is flying. Next, another way to improve your success rate choreographing the music is don't try to fill every beat of the music with choreography. I mean, your actors, frankly, don't have time in the rehearsal schedule, even if you wanted to say, oh, it's only a three-minute song that we're going to fight through. It's a lot of choreography. So, as I had had mentioned about the adjustment moments, fill some of the time of the music with things like fight interludes or moments of fighting punctuated with non-fighting physical interaction, like the adjustment moments I talked about earlier. And if you are uh, especially trying to do things like a big battle scene, one of the ways that I solved the problem of the Narnia musical that was eight minutes long is rather than doing one continuous fight scene, which would have been an incredible amount of uh, of uh, choreography for 35 kids. Instead, I broke it up into several scenes. In fact, I worked with a lighting designer to have different areas lit on stage, and we played it out as a series of vignettes. And that really allowed the kids, well, first of all, to focus on small, discrete groups of them. So I was able to rehearse at the same time once they had their choreography in you know, different groups rehearsing. But it also, it gave some time in between and drastically reduced the amount of choreography and therefore rehearsal time needed to fill all eight minutes. And the last point about being successful with the music that I want to make is... If you are choreographing to the music rather than just underscoring, don't be afraid to be theatrical. Now, of course, this is dependent on the nature of your production and what the tone is that you're going for. But if you're doing violence that's tied to the music, you can often include dance-like elements without being completely outside the genre. And you may be able to even stylize the fights in artistic ways. YouTube is a great resource for a lot of things, but it also has some amazing dance artists that you can watch for in inspiration. Um, one of the uh, choreographers that I really, whose work I really enjoy, is Philip, known as Pacman uh, Chabib. That's C H B E E B. He's got a piece called "Without the Lights." Check it out on YouTube. Uh, it is just a chilling, devastating choreographed piece about sexual assault. And I promise, if you watch that, It it will spark ideas uh, about ways that you'll want to push the boundaries of your violence on stage. It is a dance piece. It is not stage combat, quote-unquote. But, and of course, keep in mind, these are professional, highly trained dancers that your actors may not be able to replicate a lot of their moves. But just watching some of this choreography, you'll be blown away if if you're like me. I, I just really loved his work. And, and it just really gets the gears turning in my mind about cool ways, artistic ways that are non-specifically representational, but really get the point across of uh, violent moments. So, well, I hope you enjoyed this little talk on incorporating music into your fight, and hopefully it will generate some ideas and help you be more successful designing to music. Hey, if you've enjoyed this podcast, I want to let you know, again, it is entirely supported by the generosity of you, the listeners. Notice there's no ads or corporate sponsorship. But if you'd like to help out to keep the project going week after week, head on over to patreon.com slash violence design lab and enter a pledge, even two bucks a month that really helps me keep going. Also, I love to get feedback from you. You can leave comments on the, the website, which is violencedesignlab.com. You can just if you have a specific episode comment, you can go to the page where that episode resides and leave a comment at the bottom. You can email me at violencedesignlab at gmail.com or head on over to my Facebook page and leave a comment for me there. As always, I've enjoyed talking to you, and until next week, keep the fights on stage and peace in your life. David? Out. Thanks for listening to the Violence Design Lab podcast. For more tips, tutorials, and downloadable resources, visit us at violencedesignlab.com.